0: Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank. The bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio.
1: And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray. And folks, we are broadcasting from inside... Renaissance bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And it is a beautiful day today. I'm excited about the, the first day of the, uh, October, uh, first business day of October. It's just a beautiful fall day here in Alpharetta chamber of commerce day. Um, folks, just a quick reminder. If you're, uh, tired of the mega bank experience, if you're at one of those banks, you know what I mean? Uh, you can't get a live person on the phone. Um, Hey, the folks at Renaissance Bank have a great combination of being able to deliver personal service for pretty much any need you can throw at them. Um, so they've got that magic combination of being big enough to handle all your needs as a small business, but they're small enough to do it in a personal way. That's been my experience and the clients that I work with. So if you want to know more about Renaissance and how they do business, Go to renaissancebank.com and find one of their local offices, some 200 across the southeast, ready and open to serve you, and give them a call. Guess what? A live person will answer the phone. Imagine that. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Michael Corrales. Michael is the Vice President of Business Markets for Verizon. Michael, welcome.
0: Welcome John, thanks for having me today on the uh, first day of October and cybersecurity month.
1: Is it cybersecurity month? I did not know that. Really?
0: Yes, I- yes cybersecurity awareness month. <laughs> Most people associate uh October with Halloween and how scary <laughs> it is. Cybersecurity is equally a scary topic, so it's good that we're here to talk about it.
1: It is scary and it's it's a shame that cybersecurity is such a big problem that we have to have cybersecurity awareness month, but you know, hey, we we've got to do what we got to do, and that's where you come in in helping small businesses. But let's get into the detail of that and how you're serving folks there from your perch at Verizon.
0: Yeah, so as a vice president here at Verizon, I specialize in small and medium businesses, uh, and when I think of that, I, I think of folks that are you know chefs, uh, accountants, lawyers, marketing folks. You know, not folks that are uh, have a high technical acumen, but are doing what they're passionate about, and they're doing uh, really trying to create their own version of the American dream. Um, and my organization of around eight hundred or so folks really specializes in helping them with technology. I have cybersecurity specialists in my organization, uh, amongst other fa- uh, functions, uh, to help them with uh, the technology for their business.
1: Mm-hmm. And so we we hear a lot about hacks we hear a lot about uh different kinds of s- cybersecurity threats and i think a lot of small businesses don't necessarily think any of that applies to them right they just think it happens to the big big uh enterprise type companies because that's what they read in the newspaper but it the, the facts on the ground are a little different right
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the big enterprise ones, the splashes, uh, the government agencies make the papers, but we're seeing a drastic increase in threats to small and medium businesses. So we publish at Verizon uh, what's called the Data Breach Investigation Report. We publish it every single year. And the last one, we actually saw up to 23% of all cyber attacks we're against small and medium businesses. And the scarier thing is the National Cyber Alliance says that 60% of small businesses that occur breach go out of business within six months. Wow. Because they don't have the money and the reserves of a big enterprise customer because they are a small and medium business. So the risk is even greater uh, if you're a small business.
1: Mm that is uh that's sobering so so what is the what are the top threats that the bad guys use uh and, and to go after small businesses
0: yeah i think in the last few years small businesses have really gone digital not only to survive the economic impact of the pandemic but to thrive in the current environment and with going online comes a lot more tactics from criminals so we see Roughly about eighty-four percent of all breaches come from outside actors. Those are folks that are financially motivated to to break in um, into your accounts, your credit cards, your bank statements, and it's seventy-four percent of those come from your employees. By the way, not in a malicious way, but by making a mistake. Right? They click on something they didn't have enough cup coffee in the morning and maybe give out a little too too much information to something that looks right that isn't right right so social engineering and pretexting uh, and phishing attacks are really on the rise that's roughly about 50% of the attacks and breaches and when you think of phishing phishing is when you get an email or a text message right john and it says hey you know you have this past due balance of you know, five thousand dollars. Click this and put in your information, right? Or mm-hmm. someone needs money, or pay this bill, or you've won something to collect money. Oftentimes, it's fear-based, financially driven. Uh, pretexting is a little bit smarter, so they'll send you an email, maybe call you. It'll sound like a reputable business. Uh, it might be a bank that you're familiar with, and they're trying to get your credentials. They're trying to get your account numbers. They're trying to get your uh, security check downs and your processes. And then they're building a profile where they try to take over your account, You know, basically be able to log something else into your bank and, and transfer funds, take mm. over a credit card, maybe hack into your systems, take care of your financial data or your customer data. So there's multiple threat vectors that are out there that bad actors are using to get in. And once they're in, they oftentimes, because if you don't have the right security governance program, get access to more information than you really think they'll get to, which causes irreparable harm uh, and costs a lot of money at times through ransomware attacks.
1: Yeah. And my understanding, Michael, is that a lot of times th- these hackers, the bad guys, will, will enter your system and just stay there for a while monitoring what's going on so that they can get as much possible information as they can on you and your customers before they launch their attack.
0: Yeah, John, you're a hundred percent right. They try to get as much information as they can. Right. And if you don't have uh, a, a multi-layered security program in place that actually detects an intrusion, Mm-hmm Uh, They can sit there for quite a while and gather information. And and meanwhile, while they're there, they're looking for other vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. right? So if they can get in wider and deeper and gain control of systems or gain access to other information, uh, they will do that until they can take enough action uh, against the business to make it financially beneficial for them. Because it's really about money with these attacks. I mean, a lot of times people are thinking it's espionage and that type of stuff, The the reality is the vast majority uh, is financially motivated. I think it's 95% of attacks are all financially motivated.
1: And I have received these emails, these phishing emails, where they have included just enough information about me or my business, or um, I had a situation where I was a treasurer of a particular nonprofit where they were, um, it was coming from a, a so-called legitimate email that was coming from the president authorizing this transaction, right? And and so, what's obvious in this is that the bad guys are out there uh, profiling you before they even launch their attack to make that a att- uh, 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 phishing email as legitimate as possible, right?
0: Yeah, so they're out on the what's called the dark web, right? So they're they it's behind the scenes, and and they're trying to exactly do that: building a profile, then they're launching either a pretexting campaign or a phishing campaign, uh, and gathering more and more information. Obviously, uh, extremely dangerous because you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. It looks like you said almost real, one digit off, one letter off. It almost looks reasonable, mm-hmm. right? Like, hey you know, just verifying my account number um, and it looks like maybe one of your customers and they put in the wrong account number, hopefully that you're going to respond with the correct account number, Mm -hmm. right? So then all of a sudden you just gave out one of your customers' account numbers to a pretexting attack, right? And then all of a sudden they may have other pieces of information that they've gained and you're at risk. So it's not only your business that they're trying to get, they're also trying to get your customers' information. And- multiple ways that they could use that information. That's why doing business with a reputable business is so important. Anytime you have account numbers, credit card information, uh, it's critically important to understand what that entity's cybersecurity governance and policy is. Uh, Have they had any breaches? Do they have uh, a security governance policy and technology to prevent breaches and detect them? Uh, Because it's not just you it's, you're also going to be concerned with
1: who your information is shared with. Folks, we're here chatting with Michael Corrales. Michael is Vice President of Business Markets at Verizon. He's giving us giving us all sorts of good news today during Cyber <laughs> Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Um, Michael, you are um, de- describing s- something that I think a lot of people have a kind of a general notion of, but when the reality hits them, when that email hits them, they, they, um, they're used to doing business quickly and efficiently and getting their bills paid or receiving it, receiving the revenue, whatever, whatever it is, is the little uh, fish hook that, that, uh, the bad guys are trying to get people to bite on. Um, what do you recommend that besides just slowing down and being careful? What, what, what can businesses do to guard themselves against these threats?
0: Yeah, I think employee training uh, is, is one, right? So not just slowing down, but actually making them aware, make them, give them examples, right? And, and do a simulated pretexting or phishing attack and see how many of your employees bite.
1: Oh, right? wow. That
0: tells you right off the bat that you need to do more training with specific employees, mm-hmm. right? Don't announce it, don't send it, don't, don't warn people it's coming, but you can do a, uh, a simulated message to get information uh, and, and see what who clicks it open, who gives information. You can get all kinds of different details and information from there. Mm. Uh, additionally, I talked about reputable businesses, right? So you got to look at you know who you do business with, uh, what information you give them, Uh, If you're a big enough business and you open up what's called APIs and allow people to connect into your system, there's some risk associated with that that you really need to verify and make sure because there have been a number of breaches that have come in uh, through partners that might have access to your system and can get backdoor into your system. Uh, I think that when you think about from a technology perspective, uh, the basics start with mobile device management right? When you think of, you got to think not only your computer, most people think cybersecurity and they think of their computer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you got to have software on your computer that you can control it. But you also have your routers, right? Whether you're a work from home business, and you have a router that you're connecting to Wi Fi, or you're in an office, and you have maybe one site or multiple sites, you have routers and switches that that are access points or endpoints that you're connecting devices to that are a point of threat. And then a lot of people forget their smartphones. Mm. Uh, Your smartphone has so much information about if you use it for work, both you personally and professionally. I would say there's no other device that knows me better than my smartphone because uh, I'm constantly on there. So you need to have uh, an ability to control, isolate and disconnect those instantly. You also need threat protection. So threat protection software will, if you click into, say you're on a a social media site and you click a link that takes you out of there, right? Sometimes those links will take you and start to gather information. They may ask you for payment information. You may think you're buying something from a reputable business, but it clicks you out into a, a digital front page of a, a bad actor who's trying to collect your credit card information. And all of a sudden you're giving out credit card, uh, expiration and your your magic three digit code that enable everything uh, to be purchased. And it's it's gone, right? So now they have access to that information. So that endpoint protection, threat protection that kind of blocks those things and warns you, hey, you're going to an external site. You shouldn't do this. Or, hey, this site is trying to tag something to you, prevent it. Uh, And some of the softwares automatically do that, which is really cool. And then I would say network defense is another big thing. So as Verizon, people don't realize we literally – run about a third of the world's internet traffic over our fiber background. So we see it all, we feel it all, mm. uh, and we learn from it all. So we launched uh, in June a product called Business Internet Secure, which literally cleans the internet pipe before it gets to your router. So we can actually take out malicious websites, bad actors, um, and, and ha- add an extra layer of security to your internet connection. So then... And the best policy is a multi-layered security policy. So you protect the endpoints. You have a clean internet pipe coming in. So you have multiple layers of security. So in case somebody gets through something, you have the ability to stop that. And I'll, and I'll give you one more uh, recommendation, and it's a, a quick one, is software updates. Uh, you know, whether it's your laptop, your smartphone, your router, you want to maintain software updates because in the fine print, if you've ever read it, it usually say, says vulnerabilities um, solved. What that typically translates to is there is some type of vulnerability a bad actor is using potentially to get into a system, and those software updates can close that. So if you have to have good hygiene around software updates across all your devices, uh, this is a topic I can go on and on about recommendations because there's no magic answer. You have to have a diverse portfolio and strategy to really try to protect yourself, your customers, and your business.
1: Yeah, I'm particularly interested in the issue of Personal devices that your employees have that maybe are you they're using to connect through the business for pr- productivity reasons or what have you, um, and that's got to be a particular area of vulnerability, I would think.
0: It, it it is right, and a lot of businesses will use a a like hey, it's under Mike Carrollis as a personal. And then maybe not use a business line or maybe they'll give their employees a stipend to pay for it. Meanwhile, they don't have a, a potential corporate subscribed device under their business name. But there's so much information there um, it, is a risk. And then controlling the operating system, supporting your employees, you can do so much more when you actually put it under your business name mm-hmm. versus allowing it under your employee's. Additionally, from a security perspective, you can do more as well because you can require different types of passwords. Like I'll give you an example. So I work for Verizon. This device, my smartphone, is not under my personal name. So if somebody gets my personal account number, my PIN number, tries to get control of my device, well, they can't do it on this. It's under Verizon and it's protected. I'm not even authorized to do anything on the device. So it's completely separated. So it's it anonymizes a lot of the data from that perspective to know mm-hmm. whose device is what. Uh, and it increases your level of security and control. Uh, a, a, you know, a best practice or an example um, I would give you on this particular topic is a new threat that's out there, which is called SIM swapping. it. A lot of folks, uh, you'll hear a lot about dual factor authentication, right? And if you've ever bought something from a big online vendor, they might say, hey, you're logged in from a different device. I'm gonna send you a text message to the phone number on file to verify, click approve in the text message. Well, sounds pretty good because I have this phone. Well, what bad guys are doing today is their pretext pretexting, getting your cellular account information, right? And then they're doing what's called a SIM swap. So they're moving the SIM card or the phone number associated with the SIM card in my phone and moving it to a device in their control. Then if they've gotten through social engineering, your account number, they can then log in and then dual authentication will happen and it will send them a text message that they're able to authorize and click in.
1: Oh boy! So it's
0: super scary, and we literally uh, just a couple months ago worked with a, a customer to resolve an issue like that, and we had to take all of their business that they were doing this "bring your own device" uh, policy and bring it to corporate, subscribe, it, and add some layers of security to their mobile devices to protect them from those types of attacks.
1: That is uh, striking in. So what you're saying is, and this is certainly where Verizon can help um, uh, as you're doing it every day for your customers, is is uh, uh, talking about the advantages of having that corporate account and those devices under that corporate umbrella and what you can offer there.
0: Yeah, it makes a big difference um, when you're able to do it under your business name. You control your devices. By the way, you can activate uh, your routers, your uh, broadband connections that way and control them. There's more security options. There's more secure, you know, uh, passwords, protections, control features that, that are available uh, when you do it that way. So that's typically what I recommend to folks. Uh, it makes it just a safer environment.
1: So I hear a lot of small business owners uh, out there right now, but saying, This sounds like, uh, uh, something costly, you know, small business owners are, are, um, always looking at the bottom line and, and trying to control expenses. Uh, let's address that particular piece of it. I mean, what are just some of the, the basics that a small business ought to be able to do without having to, um, break the bank from their perspective?
0: Yeah. So oftentimes, uh, you know, if I went with that corporate subscribed smartphone, right, having it under your business entity on a dedicated account, it's often less expensive than a stipend program would be right because your stipend program you're giving, you know, you're basically giving them, you know, a lot of folks do 50 or $75. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, Hey, I'm going to give you that. So I don't have to worry about anything. Uh, But with promos and uh, pricing for businesses, it tends to be a little bit less expensive. So that's, that's, really one layer from that perspective. And then the security software, there are different options that some some are actually bundled into our business price plans to make it easy for you to control and have some security. And then you're talking a few dollars a month for some of the other stuff on a per device perspective. Uh, but what I always recommend to folks is I have a whole team of cybersecurity specialists. So, uh, there's an ability to engage us. You could go to Verizon.com forward slash business. Uh, there's a contact us tab where you could reach out and say, Hey, um I need help. I, I want to talk to somebody about my cybersecurity profile. And we do that for free. We get on the phone, we talk through, we make recommendations, uh, we give you some advice on what that is, because we view, you know, small businesses the lifeblood of the US economy. So if, if we can help small businesses safe, safe and secure and grow, that helps the U.S. economy, that helps Verizon grow, that helps us all. Uh, so it's a very important topic for us to, to make sure that small businesses are, are protected.
1: And let's give business owners some uh I guess, incentives to act. I mean, sometimes when there's a, you know, and this is a human thing. So we, we're, we're all like this to some degree, no news is good news. Right. And, and uh, when that kind of attitude can really hurt you when it comes to cybersecurity threats that are out there. Um, so let's, let's give some encouragement to go, you know, go online, make this appointment you're talking about with one of your specialists. Um, what, what, Uh, uh, what am I potentially preventing by having this uh, kind of analysis that you provide?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go off with what I started the call with, which is the National Cyber Alliance saying that 60% of businesses that incur uh, a, a breach go out of business within six months. Because small business owners, and, and by the way, I was one earlier in my life where I owned a restaurant. And at that time, I hadn't done the education that I've done, the certifications that I've done, working through the industry. I was not an expert. Um, and, you know, I know what it's like to be a small business owner and the passion you put in for your, uh, your employees, your business, serving your customers, your community, uh, the life that you're trying to build by doing that. It's not worth the risk. And if you're not an expert, ask for help. It's it's that simple and that easy. Uh, so I highly recommend you know going to Verizon.com forward slash business. By the way, you don't want to talk to anybody. You can download for free the Verizon data breach investigation report mm. that has much of what I've talked about today. It has some recommendations. We also have another report that came out for 2023 which is our payment security report, which talks about securing your credit card transactions. There's a lot of um, standards and frameworks out there that you have to comply to maintain credit card uh, security. Uh, and, and there's another free report that gives you you know, recommendations and advice of how to set up a, a governance policy um, and uh, an infrastructure around your cybersecurity. So at least you can educate yourself On what's out there.
1: Yeah. This is, this is when you're accepting credit cards as payment for your services or products or what have you. And, and there's can be some significant liability if you're not, uh, um, following, uh, compliance procedures, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. There are definitely, uh, fines, uh, up until, um, you know, removing your ability to take transactions, right? So, uh, credit card transactions are extremely important, and And complex, actually, to uh, secure from that. And there's different recommendations. we We typically break it down to governance, compliance, and risk management, mm-hmm. and having strategies for all three of those factors, which again, there there's recommendations within our PCI compliance report that you can download and take a look at. And by the way, again, you can arm yourself with questions. whether it's for Verizon, or for any of the vendors that you do business with so you could read these reports and start asking folks, hey, what's your PCI compliance? How do you approach that so you can educate yourself that at least ask the right questions?
1: Michael Corrales, folks, Vice President Business Markets with Verizon. Uh, Michael, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about a success story uh, that helps illustrate the great work you do on a 724 basis uh, all over the Country in the world, for that matter, Um, and you don't obviously don't have to mention names because you're in the confidentiality business. But just mention a situation that helps illustrate the great work you do in protecting small business.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to go with that. That the what I just talked a little bit about, which is the sin swapping example. So we had a a customer who uh, had a BYOD program, and one of their employees with influence within the accounts, a personal liable device was taken over. And they used the dual factor authentication capabilities to, to actually get into the business account because it was set up that way. Um, so and and the bad actors got control of not just wireless access to the accounts but other accounts, and it was a ransomware attack. Um, so we we have a, a couple different programs. One of them is called a rapid response retainer, where if even if you're not contracted with Verizon at the time. You can bring our professional services arm in and we will analyze the attack, make recommendations, uh, actually get boots in the ground at your in your facilities to understand what's going on and come up with a plan to restrict the bad actors access to your systems as quickly as possible and recover as much of the information as possible. But once they're in, it does make it a lot harder. It's far better to prevent it up front where you can do that. Um, and that's, you know, I, I'll tell you, our cybersecurity business is a rapidly growing business with repeat customers that consistently come in to the point where we even have folks that try to hack into your system for you. Right. So we have uh, hundreds of folks that will literally try to test and break into your systems mm. uh, and tell you where your vulnerabilities are so we can then help fix them. So we're talking full level support from a governance policy to be able to, to understand you know, where you need to assess who, what, where, uh, to be able to protect, to be able to respond and recover any particular action that is a cybersecurity threat to folks. And I know that sounds expensive, uh, but I'm telling you, you can do some basic stuff to help yourself that I've already mentioned.
1: Great words and advice from Michael Corrales, Vice President of Business Markets with Verizon. Michael, this has been um, terrific, if not sobering, certainly <laughs> certainly uh, terrific uh, information because it, it helping uh, all of us uh, prevent Issues that can literally, as you say, close down our business. Uh, very vital uh, information. So congratulations on the great work you're doing. Thank you to Verizon. And uh, let's get to the most important question, though, which uh, you mentioned a couple of pointers to resources. But let's give folks uh, places where they can learn more about Verizon and and your work. Yeah, so, uh,
0: again, I'd go with the Verizon um forward slash business. Uh, We have a whole section there on cybersecurity. Uh, You have the Verizon data breach investigations report, which is the uh, thought leading document every year in cybersecurity. You have our uh, PCI recommendations report. Those are free to download. There's also a contact us on our website where you could ask for a cybersecurity specialist at no cost to you. Just a You know, talk about your infrastructure, by the way, we'll come to you live face-to-face if desired. We'll also get on, um, you know, uh, uh, a phone bridge or uh, a virtual bridge, whatever you want to do. We'll just talk about your business, talk about what you have in place and give you some recommendations for you to take action. So uh, this being Cybersecurity Awareness Month, I highly advise you, based on the risks that are out there, that you should take some action to help learn and educate yourself.
1: Michael Corrales, Vice President of Business Markets with Verizon. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for coming on. And again, congratulations, and thank you for the great work you're doing.
0: Thank you for having us. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder, if you are having some – gremlins in your back office if you're if you've got administrative tasks or bookkeeping or other issues that you're spending way too much time on and you need to spend more time on the front of your shop where your customers and your employees are um, the whole team at office angels can help you they have a whole team of angels that fly in get that work done and they fly out and they do it on an ongoing or as needed basis and i know from my own uh, work with them with my business i couldn't run my business without them. So if you want to know more, my suggestion is just, uh, I mean, if you're shy, you can go to officeangels.us to learn more on their website, but uh, just give them a call. It's 678-528-0500. They are fantastic. And I know this again, myself, tell them uh, that I sent you, explain what your problem is and let them help you restore the joy to your business, and thank you again to our listeners. You have been terrific, terrifically supportive of our work here on North Fulton Business Radio. We passed show number seven hundred last week, and we've only gotten that far because of you and your support. So, if you've heard something here on this show, I can't imagine you haven't. That that makes you think I need to let other people know about what I've heard uh, here, uh, please share the show. It helps us get, get out the, the, uh, great work that our business leaders like Michael and others that we've had on this show, uh, have, uh, are doing out there and it helps us fulfill our mission to be the voice of business in the North Fulton region and beyond. So for my guest, Michael Corrales, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton business radio.